Hello everybody, Ben Marcus here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 127-81 win against the Indiana Pacers. Riker, this game from the jump was just a complete destruction of the Indiana Pacers. This is the biggest win in franchise history in terms of point differential. And against a team, Indiana, who's fighting for playoff position, has been going at the Raptors all season. They the, the Pacers came out and were looking aggressive. This wasn't like a team that just rolled over and died. And the fact the Raptors can just have such a massive margin of victory, this was a, an awesome game to watch, Riker. Ben, can we take a second to re-emphasize that point differential? 127 to 81. That mm-hmm. is incredible. There was a point... I believe, nine minutes into the first quarter that the Indiana Pacers had still only scored three points in the game. Albeit you have guys like Warren and Lamb that were literally missing dunks, right? Wide open dunks that were bouncing out. But you hit the nail on the head, Ben. The defensive intensity of this game just did not stop. And we had a game against the Utah Jazz earlier this season where we came out to a 40-point lead at one point. But, you know, the game finished on the box score closer or it appeared closer than what mm-hmm. the true outcome was tonight that wasn't the case although we could have maybe even stretched the 50 60 point uh margin i think that tonight it was start to finish man just an amazing game for the toronto raptors yeah most definitely you bring up that that jazz game and the raptors kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit when the game was in hand you know it wasn't anything dumb by the raptors but tonight they they came out in this game, you mentioned the Pacers were just missing everything because the Raptors are making them play at a pace they're not comfortable with, with the attacks they were going on defense, the energy they were providing, and then they didn't let up the whole entire game. And whether it was the the starters, the main guys that are usually out there, or the bench guys came in and played at such a high level as well. So we're, we got to talk about basically everyone on, on this team tonight because everyone that, that stepped on the court did something positive. But we'll start with the main guys. Pascal Siakam, 21 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds a block he's been 8 of 12 from the field record since the all-star break the past couple games he's really looked sharp ready to go focused and getting buckets at an efficient rate well this is all i'll say about pascal siakam tonight against the indiana pacers is that i struggled in the first two games or the most recent two games before this one versus the indiana pacers with how close that they were especially the game at home where Could have been. It was a real toss-up, right? Because I thought, and down the stretch, we both talked about it, how Pascal Siakam needed to assert himself more, and especially in a defense where their main guys that are going to match up is DeMontis Sabonis, right? They don't really have any imposing big Mm -hmm. that Pascal Siakam should be able to assert himself, right? And tonight, that's what he did, but it it was really all around. It was inside out. It was the three-point shooting. It was everything. Um, But but just more generally, it's exactly what you said. Since the All-Star break, that was a good boost of confidence for him, and he should be able to have these kinds of games consistently now leading up into the playoffs. Yep, the efficiency is the big thing with Pascal. 8 of 12 tonight, and you mentioned when he's the threes aren't necessarily going, he was a little bit passive at times, especially leading into the All-Star break. Maybe a bit of that was fatigue, and the break really helped with that, having a week off besides, obviously, the All-Star game. But he's just being not taking no for an answer when the defender's in front of him, no matter who's guarding him, a big like Sabonis or a small like Holiday. Whoever whoever they had on him, he made the right decision, attacked the paint, and it was really great to see. He was also getting better at his passing out of the double team, so really positive signs for Siakam. It's going to be interesting how he plays against Giannis now against the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday, so we all know that will be a fun watch, but Kyle well, Lowry no, also had a remarkable... Take, let's take a second and just break that down for 30 seconds because... 
right? We we have seen him now play good in the playoff or in the All Star mm-hmm. game, right? We've had a few yep. two good games now. What will it take for Pascal Siakam? Because obviously the game tonight is going to be extremely different than the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously every team or every player being able to switch and size up in terms of length, right? And just mm-hmm. and just yeah, absolute just ability to stay in front of Pascal to contain him. So what is he going to need to do that's different than tonight? Or if he just keeps the same, if he doesn't let just that the fact that it's the Milwaukee Bucks, it's the best team in the league right now. If he plays the exact same way, will that be sufficient enough for him to be able to re- replicate what he did tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks? Well, if he takes a similar approach to what he's been doing in his positive games to start the year in the past couple games, when Siakam has a smaller guy on him, he's relentless at attacking the rim, no matter the help, no matter the switchability of the team. He He's relentlessly going in the post and doing those spins and the footwork that we know is unguardable when he gets down there. The thing about Siakam is occasionally, especially playing against better teams, well-coached teams, when they kind of throw the double at him a little bit early, kind of show, he gets a little bit passive. He goes back into older habits of playing off the ball, playing with guys like Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan, Lowry when he was our focal point, even though Lowry's still a huge part of this team. But Siakam, as the number one option, can't let coaches' schemes get in the way of him taking advantage of the, the smaller guards that they put on him to you know slow him down, keep up with his pace. Or if the Bucks throw a guy like uh, Brooke Lopez or Robin Lopez at him in the post to keep him out, out of the paint, he has to be able to use his quickness and be relentless at going to the rim. I know if he, you know, it's tougher against better teams, but if he comes in with the same approach and doesn't fall back into older habits of being a number two and three and four option on the court, he'll be fine. I think it's all just mental Siakam getting used to being the number one option against solid teams, and if he does that, we know the skill level's there, we know the talent's there, and even though the Bucks are a great defensive team, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely, and you could make the argument that he's going to be stretched a little bit thinner because he's probably going to have to match up against Giannis defensively a few times or for a few mm-hmm. possessions but really the Toronto Raptors they they do play on a string right and every game you see them yep. they run off the and not just the Milwaukee Bucks even against the Indiana Pacers any team right they like to run three-point shooters straight off the line and then they rely really heavily on their rotations and their second help mm-hmm. defense so I, I don't see that it needs to be much of a switch in terms of how they approach the game defensively, it's really all five men on the floor are going to put a concerted effort into Giannis. So you're exactly right. Siakam should be able to do exactly what he's doing as long as he looks at the matchup that he has, right? Brooke Lopez, yep. you've got to beat him. Smaller guards, you got to put, bring him down into the post. And then if the double team comes and you have low position, kick it out to the three-point shooters who have all been doing amazing. And that's the perfect segue into tonight. We could talk about anybody, any of the guards, Ben, but we'll start with Kyle Lowry. What what did you think? 16 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. Was just tearing apart the the Pacers' defense, throwing passes in between the lanes, getting the ball to Ibaka, OG, Hollis Jefferson, Siakam. Any of them were cutting. Lowry was able to dish them with dimes, set up the offense. He also had five steals. Lowry's energy tonight and focus. We, We brought up on the last, or I brought up on the last podcast, how he had a little bit... Too many turnovers, especially to start the game, looked a bit rusty in terms of his passing, and that that was not the case tonight. And he he really showed just an intensity that we we usually see from Kyle Lowry in the biggest of games and in the playoffs. And he at one point, Riker, uh, who was it? Doug McDermott was just holding the ball in the wing, and Lowry, the bulldog, he has just got right into him and outwilled the ball straight out of Doug McDermott's hands, and then threw it to Boucher. It was. 
the the steals, the passing, and obviously the the buckets he was getting. Lowry showed just another level of intensity tonight, and we're going to need that as we play against great teams. And don't let the score deceive you. The Pacers are a really strong team, and we needed that effort tonight. It was it was a remarkable performance by Lowry. Well, Ben, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to bring up the same thing. It maybe will downplay that this Indiana Pacers team is a legitimate playoff team in the East, right? They have a, oh, yeah. a, a reasonable record, right? There's not too many teams in the league this season. Everybody that's not in the playoffs is a sub-500 team. And then I think there's maybe one or two teams that are, you know, below 500 that are in the playoffs. But these guys, I believe they're 30 and 23 or 30 and 24. They're good. And the Raptors absolutely ran them out of the court in every aspect tonight. And Kyle Lowry, especially, right, in a game where you're up 30 points and he's taking a charge against Justin Holiday or somebody on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I don't know what it was. You know, maybe they're just rejuvenated after this All-Star break. Maybe Nick Nurse said, you know, we're, we've played these guys so many times. Let's finish our season series on the highest note possible. Maybe just everybody w- wanted to go out there. I don't know, but I, I was just so enamored by what I was watching out there on the court because it's not often in any given team that you watch, but especially the Raptors, that they play every single quarter with the same intensity, right? Usually it's three quarters. Mm-hmm. We've been really good this season. Usually we get three quarters of really fantastic performance and then one quarter, such as the Phoenix game, where you know it kind of just slows down. But I thought everybody went in there, especially our bench guys. And Ben, maybe that's a good point to talk about. Even our bench guys were going in there and playing insane tonight. Yeah, for sure. Before we swing into the bench, guys, we do have. I do want to give a shout out to Ibaka. 15 and 15 in only 24 minutes. 7 of 12 from the field. He's been remarkable all year. And OG with 7 points, 4 rebounds. But his defense, as you mentioned, it's been on a string, this Raptors team. And I think the, the guy that might get not too much credit from Raptors fans because of his box scores, OG Ananobi, he has been the spearhead on this Toronto Raptors defense, guarding on the perimeter and all that. So shout out to Ananobi, man. The the whole starting you in Fred to struggle from the field tonight, but stayed was still a positive player on the court. I think he led the team in plus minus. So everyone was just monstrous in the starting lineup. And the, the bench. The bench really came down and took it to another level. Riker, usually in these leads, as we brought up, the, the fourth, third, fourth quarter and the bench guys go out there, it ends up the, the Pacers or the team you're beating usually come back. And it, this final score looks not as brutal as it would have been if it was 100% full gas the whole way. But the Raptors won the fourth quarter 42-26, to and everyone, everyone on the bench came out and played solid, but the first guy we got to talk about, Matt Thomas, 17 points, 5 or 7 from three-point line, and we see why he's Mr. 99% with that three-point stroke he was showing tonight. That, Ben, Matt 99% Thomas, we, we were gifted an absolute performance when we both mm-hmm. watched them play live against the Brooklyn Nets uh, in the Scotiabank Arena Tonight, he came in, limited minutes, and just went out ready to pull trigger. And same thing with Malcolm Miller, yep. same thing with all the guys, Chris Boucher. You know, it. I love how hungry our bench is because they come out, regardless if they've sat 36 minutes or 40 minutes or 42 minutes, they come out as if they've been practicing their jumper all game long, and they always make it. The first or second shot, guaranteed. But this game was an abnormality. Matt Thomas just could not miss, and it. I just love him. I love him. I, I, ben, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it'd be, it's crazy, because Matt Thomas is... 
he'd be getting minutes on seems like any other team consistently. He'd be in the rotation just from what he's shown in the the small stretches that he's been able to play with the Raptors, and his defense has honestly been a lot better than advertised, and he just goes off in games like this, and, but he's not even, he's like our third string shooting guard. Terrence Davis is a guy that also had a remarkable performance tonight, 13 points, 4 rebounds, one almost crazy hammer. He had one nice dunk at the beginning of this one, and then one on the fast break that almost tore the house down. He was hitting threes as well. The 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 guards back there with TD, and then Chris Boucher as well. Nine points, 11 rebounds, four blocks, four ridiculous blocks, I, w- I want to add, because some of them were just absolutely ferocious. In just 17 minutes, TD and Chris Boucher, they've been getting a bit more run than Matt Thomas throughout the you know the course of the season, but they also showed out tonight in their opportunities. Well, absolutely, Ben, and this is perhaps a mo- just a thing that we can debate about, and maybe there's no debate about it as practical NBA analysts, right? Because we, we both know the game. We, we understand you need to give your starting guys minutes because it keeps them in yep. rhythm, it keeps them happy. Um, you need to work on chemistry, and it's especially helpful in games where, you know, you, you're you able to get that momentum building into the tougher matchups, such as the Milwaukee Bucks, which is coming up. But the caveat to that being, you know, is this the kind of game where you want to give your Matt Thomases and your Chris Boucher's more minutes, given that they're not going to really probably play in the more important matchups, and especially down the playoff stretches, you know, what if somebody gets injured and you need the, to have the next man up? Or what if you're really trying to groom them for the next big thing? I, I, it's it's like it's the perfect opportunity to give Matt Thomas 20 minutes in this game, right? And instead you, you still have to limit him because the rest of the guys are playing so well and you don't want to cut Kyle Lowry down to 22 minutes or something like yeah. that, right? But it, it's it's a tough one because I would have liked to see more of the bench guys in this one rather than the starters, despite the starters playing really well themselves. Yeah, that, that's a very fair point, but that's what the Raptors do, Riker. We we bring in these tremendous prospects and we have them at the end of their bench. They all seem to perform at such a high level when when they get their opportunities and then it usually takes a year or two for them to get their run and we've seen it with the a lot of the guys that are in the starting unit right now Pascal Siakam even though he got the starting position because of Jared Solinger injury his rookie year he was mostly playing with the 905 and even as a starter only played like 10 11 minutes a game when he was in his rookie season and then at, after we made a trade at the the deadline to get PJ Tucker he was basically out of the rotation and had those short spurts in his rookie year of where he earned those minutes and then started getting his run on the bench mob and then as a starter last year and now as our number one option Fred Van Vliet barely touched the floor his first year we have Norman Powell who it took it seemed like we were going at Casey for years to finally get put this man in the in the Toronto Raptors rotation. DeLon Wright, who was buried on our bench for a while, who ended up being a, a guy that showed he could be a rotation piece. Hurdle, we ended up trading him for in the package for Kawhi Leonard. So we just take these undrafted gems, and whether they play or not in the initial year, we're grooming them, we're to ready to have have performances like this in their rookie season when they're not necessarily in, integrating the rotation, but as we move forward in the future, I look for, I'm really encouraged from what I've seen from Matt Thomas, but Riker, we're going long. Before we swing into the segments, it, we'd be hard-pressed to, to finish this podcast without mentioning how well Rondé Hollis-Jefferson played. 12 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. His passing, his aggression, his ability to defend Turner and Sabonis as a smaller guy, as obviously Marcus Gasol is still injured. He, he, his energy, man, it sometimes goes overlooked. We were super hyped about it then. 
it's we've seen it night in night out now i think we got to get the ronde halls jefferson appreciation hype train back back up there Riker. he's consistent ben he's consistent Mm -hmm. night in night out he's going to deliver that same energy and that's the reason that he rose up the ranks in my favorite players because i respect somebody that goes out there and is just a hustle player right whether or not their shots are going down they're still going to go out there and try to defend for you. They're still going to go out there and try to rebound for you. They're still going to go out there and try to get the offensive boards. And then it just feels really great when everything comes together, plus you make a few shots. Right, Ben? Most definitely. So shout out to Ronda. Shout out to this whole team. We can even talk about the deep bench as well. Brissett, Miller, Watson, they all came out made some solid plays. Stanley Johnson got almost the full fourth quarter run. It, just the the whole team. The This was just such a fun game to watch. But... Let's swing into the segments, Riker. Tonight, the spicy pea lay of the day. There was, there's a bunch it could be given to. I'll, I'll throw a couple out there. Matt Thomas's just wild barrage of threes at the end of this one. Terrence Davis's dunk that he had just as soon as he came into the game. And I, I'm giving a spicy pea lay as well to the, the missed dunk that he had. Because if he threw that down, that would have been one of the one of the better dunks I've seen this season. Riker, do you have any in mind? Some Boucher blocks, maybe? Ronda Hollis-Jefferson also had a real nice block, but Ben, you're right, there's there's a lot of things tonight. Most definitely. Spicy P also getting a few spin moves, knocking down shots. Just, this whole team, man, there was an exciting game to watch, but not all plays can be the spicy P lay of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, the OGs oh, play the day for me, Riker. Tuning into this game, you know, at, at the first quarter... That Rondé Hollis Jefferson gets subbed in. They they show the close up, and I was thinking about how he has different hairstyles and stuff. Then it kind of got put in the back of my mind. But he's he had the the slick kind of Kawhi Leonard esque haircut going tonight. And there was a point in this game where I got really confused. I forgot I I saw him enter this game, and I thought I thought I was seeing Kawhi Leonard on the court. And honestly, he was playing well enough for maybe it, it not to be that blasphemous of a comparison. But Rondé Rondé with the the Kawhi esque haircut made me say OGs oh, tonight. <laughs> Ben, you got to stop watching on 480p. You got to upgrade to high def so you don't make that confusing again. No more Kawhi references. Yep. That man is gone. He's dead to us. He's He is Honestly, history. R- Ronde greater than Kawhi. But it was, uh, yeah, I got to gotta upgrade these streams out here and watch, it, watch it these games. But uh, finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And tonight, it can't go to anyone on the Raptors the the way it played, unless you've got one in mind, Riker, but I'm throwing it to the Pacers. Oh, it's going to the Pacers, yep. Just yep. The, all of the, <laughs> everything that happened tonight, that is embarrassing. That's, that's a tough loss. There's, no one really could get it going for the Pacers. And we'll also, uh, there was an injury at the start of this one. Raptor killer, uh, Jeremy Lamb, he went down. It looked didn't look like a, a solid... Didn't look like a, a good injury to have. His knee kind of buckled, so hopefully he's all right, and that's probably a part of the reason this game was such a, a disaster as he usually ends up going off against the Toronto Raptors. So hopefully he's good. Hopefully he can make a return, especially for the playoffs. It's something not that serious, but nonetheless, Toronto Raptors came out with a really exciting W. Largest point total margin of victory in Raptors history. Just an exciting game, exciting time to be a Raptors fan. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words? 46 points, man. 46 points. Now off to Milwaukee. So, cheers. <laughs>